Lesson number 61, Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 86 to 93. وَإِذَا حُيِّيْتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ And when you are greeted with a greeting. When someone greets you. حُيِّيْتُمْ تَحِيَّةٍ Both of these words are from the root letters حَيَّةٍ Same root as the word Hayat. What does Hayat mean? Life. The Arabs, when they would greet someone, they would say, Hayakallah. One of their greetings that they would use, and this is something that's used today as well. What does that mean? Hayakallah. That may Allah give you a life, meaning a good life. Alright? Meaning may you be safe and sound. Hayakallah. May Allah keep you alive. Okay? And there are many versions of this in different languages as well. Alright? So anyway, from this greeting, Hayakallah came the word tahiyyah. Tahiyyah means greeting. Any kind of greeting, any kind of salutation, any word through which you greet someone. When you see them, when you meet them, when you come across them, any word through which you greet them. And in different cultures, in different places, people have different words for greeting. Correct? And likewise, for certain times of the day and the night, also people have certain greetings. Right? For certain occasions also, they have certain greetings. For example, in the morning, what do people typically say over here? Good morning. In the evening, what do they say? Good evening. And likewise, Muslims, when someone says, Assalamu alaikum, then this is a greeting of who? Muslims. Whether they are from any country, anywhere from the world, what is their greeting? Assalamu alaikum. So, tahiyyah, greeting. So, وَإِذَا حُيِّيْتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ Allah addresses the believers that, O oh, you people, when you are greeted with a greeting, when someone meets you and says salam, or someone greets you with whatever kind of greeting, then what should you do? فَحَيُّوا Then you also greet them. Meaning, greet them in return. Return their greeting. But how? Be ahsana minha with that which is better than it. Better than what? Better than the greeting they offered you. Better than the greeting they greeted you with. So, for example, if someone says to you, "Assalamu alaikum," what should your response be? Wow. That was a good response. When I said assalamu alaikum earlier, I hardly heard any responses. Hmm? So when somebody says assalamu alaikum, what's necessary that we return their greeting with a better greeting? We add wa rahmatullah. For instance, if someone says assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, what should we say? Should we say wa alaikum assalam? No. What should we say in return? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi. Because Allah says it should be a better greeting. If someone says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, then what should you say in return? Because some people have added more things. You know that? There is a very long version of a greeting, which I've heard some people say. Does anyone know? Okay. I've heard them, but I don't recall them. Alright? But anyway, people have made their own versions of a very, very long wa alaikum salam. But, if somebody says to you, وَعَلَيْكُمُ السَّلَامُ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ Or you are saying that, then what are we following? We are following the command of Allah, أَوْ رُدُّوهَا Or at least return it. 
meaning return it in the exact same way. Ruddu ra dal dal. So when someone greets you, the best thing to do is that you greet them in a better way. But if that's not possible, because they've greeted you with the best greeting possible, you don't know how to make your response better. Then in that case, Allah says, أَوْرُدُّهَا Or at least return it the same way. But have we been given the option that don't greet in return? Have we been given that option? No. Have we been given that option that when someone greets you, then yeah, just return however you want to, even if it's less compared to the greeting that they offered you? No. So if somebody says, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, can we say wa alaykum as-salam? No. We have to return the greeting either exactly the same way or better. But what is preferred? Better. Alright? Now, remember that when we are returning the greeting, okay, it can be better or equal in a number of ways. But we can categorize this into two ways. First of all, in kamiyyah. And secondly, in kaifiyyah. Kamiyyah in the quantity. In the quantity. So if someone says, Assalamu alaikum, then the quantity of the greeting that you return them with should be more. Meaning there should be more additional words. But obviously which words? That are masnoon, that are from the sunnah. Alright? So this is kamiyyah, this is quantity. Secondly, quality. Secondly, quality. So for example, somebody says to you, Assalamu alaikum. They put their keys and they walk away. So what should you do? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. How are you doing? And you give them a big smile, shake their hand, okay? Have eye contact with them. You know, show your concern, show welcome. You understand? So in kaifiyah as well, in quality as well, the greeting should be better or at least equal. Likewise, if somebody just says assalamu alaikum and they pass away, what should you do? Wa alaikum assalam and put your hand out to shake their hands with them. You understand? In what other way can we make our greeting better or equal? Give me more examples. What comes to your mind? How can we do it? You don't know? Let's analyze the greeting. What does a greeting constitute of? First of all, the words. Alright? The words. Secondly, the handshake. Alright? Thirdly, your facial expressions. Fourthly, your body language as well. Alright? Fifth, the tone of voice. You understand? So all of this is included in the greeting. So when someone greets you, analyze the greeting quickly. Okay? They're greeting with a smile. They're greeting in a very happy tone. Or they're greeting in a very sad way. They're greeting with limited words. Or they're greeting with anger. So what should you do? Your response should always be better. Be ahsana minha. And if that's not possible, because you're upset with them, you're angry at them, so then what should you do? Aurudduha. At least return it. You can never ignore the salam of a person. You can never ignore the greeting of a person. You know the Prophet ﷺ, when there were three companions who didn't accompany him at the expedition to the book. And those three companions, there was complete social boycott. Meaning no one was allowed to speak to them even. No one was allowed to speak to them. And one of them, Ka'ab bin Malik radiallahu anhu, he would even come to the masjid to pray. He was like, 
I'm still a Muslim. I'm still going to come and pray. I am guilty. I am sorry. And I hope that Allah will accept my repentance. So anyway, he would still come to the masjid. And he would go and greet the Prophet ﷺ as well. And the Prophet ﷺ would return the greeting. But nothing more than that. So even when we're angry with someone, when we're upset, still we have to return the greeting. Why? Because it is of the rights of a Muslim that when he greets, his greeting should be returned. It is of the five rights of a believer that when he says salam to you, you better respond to them. And if we do not respond to them, then what are we doing? We're actually doing zulm on them. We're actually being unfair with them. This is injustice. We always fight for our rights. So the right of a believer is that when he greets you, respond to the greeting. وَإِذَا حُيِّتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ فَحَيُّ بِأَحْسَنَ مِنْهَا أَوْ رُدُّوهَا And remember that إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَسِيبًا Indeed, Allah is over everything, ever حَسِيب Who is حَسِيب? One who is taking account. Meaning he is checking, he is watching who is greeting first and who is responding to the greeting or not responding to the greeting. And if someone is responding to the greeting, how are they responding to the greeting? Is it ahsan or is it at least a return? Allah is calculating everything. Allah is observing everyone. So our greeting should always be the best one. But typically, what do we do? What's our reaction when someone greets? So for example, somebody comes home or somebody says salam in a classroom. We don't return the greeting thinking, oh, there's so many other people saying, wa alaykum salam why should I bother? Right? This is what we typically think. Or we think, oh, what's the big deal? Never mind. We don't give much importance to it. Whereas in reality, when we do that, who are we disobeying? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not just depriving the other Muslim of their right, but we are also disobeying Allah. So this is something serious. And sometimes our reaction is that when someone greets us, we stand there and stare at them. Do I know her? And then as they're walking away, we stare at them. I mean, all we had to do was just, Wa alaykum as Simple. But instead of saying, Wa alaykum as we just stare at them. Look at them like, really? I know this person? Yeah. When somebody greets you, then it is your moral obligation, it is your religious obligation to return the greeting. In some situations, it is appropriate that you return the greeting in a better way. In other situations, what is appropriate? That you return the greeting in the same way. So for example, you happen to be at school. You have your hijab on, you're visibly Muslim. And then there comes a Muslim man, all right, with a beard, or a man comes. Alright? And you don't know whether you're Muslim or not. You don't initiate the greeting, but they come and say, Assalamu alaikum. Or you happen to be working at the same place. Now, if you can talk to them about the course material, if you can talk to them about the project that you all are working on together, why can you not say, Wa alaikum assalam? Why not? You can, right? But you can stop there. You don't have to say, Wa alaikum assalam. How are you doing, brother? Nice weather, isn't it? Would you like to go for coffee? Just going for lunch. You don't have to do that. All you need to do is, Wa alaykum as-salam. Khalas. Okay? So remember, in certain situations, Ahsan is better. In other situations, Rudduha is better. If somebody doesn't respond to the greeting, 
give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe they didn't hear you. So say it again, Assalamu alaikum. And you know that they've heard you, but they're not interested in responding to you, then move on. I mean, you can't force someone to respond, right? So for example, sometimes when I come to class, you all are so distracted, not all, but some people are distracted, and they don't even move their mouth saying, Wa alaykum salam So should I just stand there and not begin the class until you greet me back? No. I can only encourage you, I can only remind you once or twice, but how much can I do? Do you see what I mean? So you can't force the other individual to return the greeting, you can only remind them once or twice, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. It's the most blessed, it's the best greeting. If you think about it, Assalamu alaikum. What does it mean? May peace be upon you. Assalam meaning Allah's peace and security. May that be upon you. May you be enveloped in the security granted to you by Allah. That may you be safe at every step that you take, in every endeavor that you take, in every action that you do, in this life, in the hereafter. You know, safety for your body, for your iman, for your family, everything. It's such a meaningful, such a comprehensive greeting. But unfortunately, we have replaced it with what? Hey. Hey. Or we say, hello. <laughs> when you greet someone, then you actually get dua in return. When you say, assalamu alaikum, somebody else is making dua for you as well. In a hadith we learned that a man came to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and said, Assalamu alaikum. The Prophet وسلم, returned the greeting and after the man sat down, he said, Done. Another man walked in, he said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And the Prophet وسلم, returned the greeting and the man sat down, the Prophet وسلم, said, Twenty. And then a third man came in, he said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu, ya Rasulullah. And he sat down, the Prophet وسلم, returned the greeting and he said, Thirty. So the better your greeting is, the more reward you gain. The more reward you accumulate. One thing that we have to be very careful about the greeting is that how do we pronounce the words of the greeting? Do we say, As-salaikum? <laughs> I don't want to go into different different ways in which people say salam. But you know what Assam means? Death. May you die. Imagine meeting someone and saying, may you die. Is that something nice? No. So be very careful about how we say, Assalamu alaikum. Can you all say that nicely right now? Yes. Do not forget the lamb. Please make them practice. Okay? So do not forget the lamb. Do not forget to pronounce the scene and the shadda on the scene. Assalamu alaikum. As opposed to whatever versions that we've made. Okay. Also one more thing. Remember that over here the word greeting has been used. Alright? And we are talking about the Muslim greeting. The Islamic greeting. Now if someone greets us, they're not Muslim. They greet us with a greeting that is not Islamic. So for example, somebody says, Hi, good morning. So what should you do? Just stand there and stare at them with a blank face. Huh? Respond to that greeting as well. As long as the meaning is correct, as long as there is nothing wrong with those words, I mean there is no element of shirk, nothing that contradicts our religion, then it's okay. It doesn't mean that you start using those words to greet other Muslims, but 
when you greet other people, non-Muslims, or when they greet you, then it's a moral obligation on you to return the greeting. So when somebody says hi, then please say something in return. Say good morning. Don't just walk there and just begin a conversation like that. It doesn't seem nice that you start a conversation without any greeting. So there has to be greeting. A man asked the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, what is the best thing in Islam? And he said, feeding others and giving the greeting of salam to those whom you know and those whom you do not know. Also those whom you do not know. And you know the benefit of greeting people is that all of a sudden people become relaxed around you. Isn't it so? It's like that tension breaks, that awkwardness, it goes away. And then people can say something or they can relax around you. Unfortunately, our image as Muslims is that when we walk into a place, all of a sudden people feel uncomfortable. Especially when we're wearing hijab, people feel more uncomfortable. Alright? And the more hijab we have, the more uncomfortable they become. So what should we do? Greet. Greet them. Recently I was taking my son to this place for classes and the mothers had this you know, waiting area. So I was sitting over there and I noticed that there was this one mother, every time she walked in, she would say, hello, how's everybody? So relaxed. And then when she would come in, everyone would start talking. Everyone would start talking to one another. Before people are sitting in the same place, you know, quiet, silent, having no conversations at all. But as soon as she would walk in, she would greet everybody, break the ice, and that's it. Everybody would start talking to one another. So initiate the greeting. And if not that, at least return the greeting. But definitely return the greeting. Ibn Abbas anhu said that the words that the non-Muslims use to greet you, greet them in the same way. Meaning, return that greeting as well. As long as the words are correct. Yes. She's saying that she goes to work somewhere every morning, and as she goes, there's a lady whom she meets on the way, and now she's become such good friends with her, but it all began with one greeting. With one salam. That's how it started. That's how they got to know one another, and that's how they became friends. So this is a reality. Salam... When you tell the other you're safe from me, may Allah's safety and peace be on you, then this is something that will definitely lead to many blessings. At the time of the Prophet right, there were Yahud who would come and say to him, As-Samu Alaikum. Okay? So Aisha anha, she got really upset and she said, Wa alaykum as-sam wal-la'na. Okay, that may, may you die and may Allah's curse be on you. She got really upset. So the Prophet ﷺ said, you should have just said what I said. What did he say? Wa alaykum. Also upon you. Meaning the same to you. But he didn't use the bad words, right? He just said, wa alaykum. Same to you. So if there is a person who's not a Muslim, and you know that they're not really sincere, they have this problem with Islam and against Muslims, then in that case, to be on the safe side, you can say, hi. How's it going? You can say something like that. Alright? But if there's nothing like that, that you fear from them, then you can say, Wa alaykum as There are scholars who say you can actually use the Islamic greeting for the non-Muslims as well. Because the Prophet ﷺ, when he sent a letter to Hiraqul, he had it written in the letter, As-salamu ala man al-huda. That may peace be on the one who follows the guidance. You can, but don't make it an obligation upon you. That there is a man standing at the other side or he's behind you like five feet or something. You return to them and you look at them and you say, Assalamu alaikum. You don't have to do that. You can just go on your way.
تحیتهم فيها سلام very true very true that the greeting of the people of jannah is also salam as the people of jannah will enter paradise they will be greeted with salam and it is of the shi'ar it is of the signs of a muslim person that he says salam so we have to be used to this greeting we have to spread it amongst ourselves say it initiate it and when others say it to us return that greeting as well Allahu la ilaha illahu Allah there is no deity except him he is the only one deserving of worship la yajma'annakum surely he will definitely gather you all he will assemble all of you ila yawmil qiyamah for account on the day of judgment ila to meaning for the purpose of account when on the day of judgment and the day of judgment la rayba fi there is no doubt about it There is no doubt concerning it. It is a reality. In the previous ayah, Allah says that He is over everything hasib. He is taking account of everything that you do. And when will that account come before us? On the day of judgment. So what do we want in our account? That so many people greeted us and we did not return the greeting? Or we did not return the greeting in the proper way? Or we spoke to someone, we had a conversation with someone without even saying salam? Is that what we want in our account on the day of judgment? No, we want something beautiful because it is ahsan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to do. لَيَجْمَعَنَّكُمْ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا And who is more truthful than Allah in hadith? Hadith, hadasa, speech. Who is more truthful than Allah in speech? Meaning any speech, any statement, Anything that Allah has informed us of, then it is aslaq. It is the most truthful. It is the most accurate. Why? Because Allah is telling us. And Allah, He is the one who knows everything. And He is the one who is most truthful. There is no one who is more truthful than Allah. So if Allah is telling us something, it has to be factual. If Allah is telling us something, it has to be beneficial. So when it's true, when it's beneficial, then why not do it? And if Allah is telling us, when someone greets you, return the greeting, then why not? Recitation? وَإِذَا حُيِّيْتُمْ بِتَحِيَّةٍ فَحَيُّوا بِأَحْسَنَ مِنْهَا أَوْ رُدُّوهَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ حَسِيبًا الله لا إله إلا هو ليجمعنكم إلى يوم القيامة لا ريب فيه ومن أصدق من الله حديثا فما لكم في المنافقين فئتين فما لكم Ma, what, lakum for you, meaning what is the matter with you, what is wrong with you, and obviously you refers to who? Muslims. That all believers, what is the matter? That fil munafiqina, concerning the hypocrites, munafiqin is a plural of munafiq. Concerning the hypocrites, you all Muslims are fi'atain, dual of fi'ah. Fi'ah, from the root letters, Fa'ya Hamza. Fi'ah is a group. So how come, why is it that you have divided into two groups concerning the hypocrites? 
meaning you are of different opinions when it comes to dealing with the munafiqeen when it comes to deciding what should be done with them how should they be treated meaning how come you are confused when this is not a matter of confusion when this is a matter that is quite clear why should you be in confusion now as clear this verse is about who the munafiqeen who are the munafiqeen munafiqeen hypocrites are those who appear to be muslims but their hearts are not muslim they show islam but in their hearts there is no faith they appear to be muslims but in reality there is no islam in their lives what does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say concerning them we learned in surah al-baqarah that wa min an-nasi man yaqulu amanna billahi wa bil yawmil akhir but allah says wa ma hum bimu'minin they say they believe but in reality they're not believers and remember that there are different levels of hypocrisy different kinds of hypocrisy as well all right so remember that as the muslims of medina they faced many external challenges we learned earlier that there was constant fear that the people were in because they always feared the attack of some enemy or some people coming to harm them coming to destroy their property or deceiving the muslims killing them so this is the reason why the muslims faced many external challenges now with these external challenges internal challenges were also coming up there were also problems happening from within and this is something that happens very commonly that if there is a group of people working together on something and all of a sudden there's a huge challenge that they're facing then what happens people start breaking apart isn't it so there's some people who are weak in their faith who are weak in their determination who are not very sincere to the mission so what happens they begin to abandon the rest of the people isn't it so you see this all the time all over the place whether it's in a business or in a corporation anything at all when there are too many external challenges then problems begin inside as well why why does this happen because in this manner those who are really sincere are made clear and distinct from those who are not sincere those who are committed become clear and separate from those who are not committed because when things are easy everyone can come with a smile on their face everyone can do their job very easily but when there are challenges then what happens you have to overcome the difficulty and still do the work and very few people can do that who can do that someone who is dedicated to the mission someone whose priority is not just himself but actually the mission all right so the munafiqeen with their weakness of faith what happened their weakness started to show as the muslims faced challenges as the enemy turned against the muslims the weakness of the hypocrites also came to light how in different ways Remember what happened at the battle of Uhud that Abdullah bin Ubay he went along with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to fight the enemy but what happened after some time he went back so it was very clear that this person is not sincere he just talks a lot but in reality he is not sincere now there were also some people who had embraced islam 
but they had still not migrated to Medina. They had not come to Medina yet. Rather, they were living in their tribes, in the place where their tribes were living. So for example, there were still some Muslims in Makkah. There were still some Muslims across the Arabian Peninsula, but they had not migrated. Alright? Now remember that some people did not migrate for a genuine reason. They were too oppressed. They didn't have the freedom. They didn't have the ability to leave Makkah, go to Medina. Or to leave their homeland and go to Medina. They didn't have that choice. Their family did not allow them. They were being oppressed. Obviously if someone's chained up, then what option do they have? But there were some other people who did not migrate. Why? Because they were too comfortable where they were. They liked how they were living. They loved their families. They loved their people. And yes, it is possible to still live with people who are of different faiths. However, sometimes it leads to a very tricky situation where you have to choose between the two. Or else there will be compromise. So for example, at the Battle of Badr, the mushrikeen from Makkah, they came to Medina. And who did they bring along with them? every person who was capable. Now there were some people who had actually embraced Islam, who were Muslim. But because they had tribal alliances, or because they had relationships with certain individuals, if they told them, come to battle with us, they couldn't say no. Do you see what I mean? Because you are defending Makkah. You are defending this tribe. You are fighting for this tribe. You will support this tribe regardless of your faith. Now, for other reasons, it's okay. But if a Muslim was made to participate in battle against the Prophet ﷺ, this was something very strange. Here's a person, he says, I believe in Allah, O Muhammad ﷺ, I believe in you, I confirm your prophethood. But at Badr, he is coming with a sword in his hand against the Muslims. At Uhud, he is coming with a sword in his hand against the Muslims. Do you see what I mean? So the Muslims of Medina, they were very confused. That such people, what are we supposed to do with them? If they come in front of us in battle, fighting us, we want to kill them as well. We want to fight against them because they are raising their weapons against us. They're coming from the side of the enemy. We will treat them as the enemy. But other Muslims said that no, they are Muslim. They have said the kalima. They have said la ilaha illallah. How can you kill another Muslim? Do you see what I mean? So it was a very challenging situation for the Muslims in Medina. They were confused that how do we deal with such people? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed that what is the matter with you? Why are you so confused when the matter is so clear? فَمَا لَكُمْ فِي الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِئَتَيْنِ You should not be divided concerning this matter. You should be united. You should be clear. وَاللَّهُ أَرْكَسَهُمْ Because the reality is that Allah has أَرْكَسَهُمْ بِمَا كَسَبُوا أَرْكَسَ From the root letters رَا كَافْ سِينَ Irkas is to turn something upside down. So for example, the head is down and the feet are up. And then throw back. Okay? So turn upside down, flip, and then throw back. So wallahu arkasahum. He has turned them and thrown them back. Why? Bima kasabu. Because of what they have earned. Meaning that their Islam is gone. Their Islam is gone. 
they have reverted to disbelief because of what they have done. If they're saying that yes, yes, we believe, and then they come with a weapon against the Prophet ﷺ, against Abu Bakr, against Umar, then where is that iman? Where is that faith? How can a person say, I believe you are the messenger, and then he comes with the sword in his hand against the messenger? What kind of faith is this? Allah says, Wallahu arkasahum bima kasabu. Aturiduna. Do you all wish antahdu man Allah that you declare guided that you guide the one whom Allah has led astray meaning someone whom Allah has allowed to go astray they wanted to take this decision Allah let them make this decision but you want to count them from among those who are guided is this guidance is this guidance that a person is raising weapons against the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam how can you consider such a person to be of those who are guided وَمَن يُضْلِلِ اللَّهُ فَلَن تَجِدَ لَهُ سَبِيلًا Then you will never find for him a way, meaning any way to guide that individual. You cannot do that.